the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show, and I am just feel so honored and so privileged to be with you today. Um, you know, I like to call you all friends, and I like to just say thank you for joining in and you know, I don't know where you are in your life. I don't know what trials and tribulations or what uh, celebrations you're facing right now. All I all I know is God does know. And that's the good news is he does know and he'll meet you right where you're at. He wants you to reach up and reach out to him. Um, bad times and good times. He just he's there for you. And some of us know that. And some of us have just discovered that over time. And some of us are just questioning it. And some of us just aren't sure. So wherever you are in your life, um, you're not here by coincidence. And there's a reason why you're listening to the show today. And for whatever reason, um, God's right with you. And he's there and he never sleeps. And I love that he never sleeps, that you know he never has downtime. He's just always there. And sometimes we don't feel him, right? Those that, that know this, you just don't always feel his presence. And, you, you, you know, I don't know about you, but I've cried out to him saying, you know, I just need to know you're there. I just need to know you're there. And he is there, and, and I do discover that he's there, uh, maybe not right at that moment, but down the road. So I'm hoping that's encouraging to some of you. And for those of you that are celebrating a wonderful time, I have some wonderful celebrating times right now. My assistant, Lydia, who helps me with this show every single week, and I feel so blessed and so fortunate to have her on my team. Um, you know, she's going to be getting married this this week. So I'm so excited about that. I really am. And um, I, I, I love to celebrate when people are celebrating. You know, you celebrate with people that are celebrating, and you mourn with people that are mourning. And, you know, we have both of those things going on at the same time. I know I do right now. And, uh, you know, on, a, on a, a lighter note for some, but for others who are dog lovers, you'll understand is I have a 15-year-old little white chihuahua. She's famous. She's been on all of our commercials with E. cola and everything. And um, she's reaching the end of her life. And I told her she has to tell me when it's time to go. And I think that time has come. And so I'm embracing my moments with her even more than I always did before. And I just am not looking forward to the moment that I have to actually do this. But, you know, I don't want my dog or anyone, for that matter, to suffer ever. I don't want anyone to suffer. And if I can avoid or help that, then I'm going to do that. So I'm really having a hard time. I'm having a struggle. And those that are dog lovers or animal lovers of any kind, you, you totally get what I'm saying. And it's not the first time that I've gone through this. But no matter how many times or how well prepared you feel for the moment, you're not. Um, you know, death and loss of life and loss of that companion. Um, it's just a, it's a hard time. It's a hard time, and I'm not going to go any deeper because if I do, I won't be able to keep going. So, <laughs> so we're talking today about cleansing 
um, our in a spiritual cleansing, you know, internally, like what's going on in our minds and our hearts and understanding what's happening, at least to some degree. But also, if you think about this on a lighter note, you know, like I'm I'm cleansing. I've got a, a, an office. It's a large office and kind of like my purse. If the purse is bigger, I'm going to fill the bigger purse. If it's smaller, I'm going to minimize what I put in it. And women, you understand what I'm talking about. Men, uh, your garage, maybe, um, you know, cleaning out your garage is that what do you have to do when you're cleaning out your garage or your closet, men or women? If you're cleaning out your closet or you're cleaning out your garage or cleaning out your office like I'm doing right now. It's a lot messier during the process. You know, it's like it gets worse before it gets better, right? And that kind of is the same way if you evaluate it, um, spiritual cleansing. It's like it gets worse because this this ugliness that you're trying to deal with, it comes up and you have to deal with it. And the decision is, the choices is that you make that decision that you're going to clean your closet, you're going to clean your garage, and you know up front or you're going to clean internally you know up front it's going to get messy. It's going to get messy, and messy's okay. Like right now, I, um, it's a process for me with my office, and I walk into it, and it's like I just love it when everything's clean, organized, and in its place. And right now it's so not. And I walk in, and I'm just like, where do I begin, right? And that same thing affects us when you know in any aspect of our lives and as kim knows my bookkeeper she's been with me over 19 she's 20 years now almost um and she knows that when i'm dealing with something and i i need clarity or i just need to feel like i've got some type of control is i start cleaning i she laughs because she knows me and she knows that when i start cleaning that i'm actually processing and i'm i'm taking the time to clean because it gives me some Oh, feeling of, of a little bit of organization or control. And, and I think it's interesting, but it is true a fact for me is I like to have things in their place and I like to have things clean. I'm really into clean and organized. And, and sometimes in our lives, we're just not. We're not clean and we're not organized and everything is, is a mess. Okay. So I'm going to start with, because Lydia helped me put this together, and I kind of explained to her what I'm going through. In, in, at Ecola, we're going through this, too, is everything we're going through right now, every single department, every single uh, process and system, we're actually going through item by item and thing by thing and asking, how are we doing it? Why are we doing it? And is there a better way? And couldn't we ask those same questions in any aspect of our lives? How are we doing it? Why are we doing it? And is there a better way? And, uh, yeah, that's a really good one for me. So uh, I told her all of this, that I'm dealing with all this and, and trying to fill in the gaps. I had a show many, many years ago because I went to London. Uh, and during that time, there is the subway, and they've got this uh, space in between the platform that you stand on, and there's a line that you stand behind, and then the subway comes very fast and opens doors and you jump in and then the doors close and then on your way you go and they'll say in the recording is step behind the line and mind the gap so in london you're hearing mind the gap mind the gap and i kind of apply that to right now in my business and my personal life for that matter is that minding the gap you know there's a space between this and that and how are we going to connect the dots and how are we going to make this work so 
With that being said, um, I gave all that information to Lydia, and then she went to her computer, and she found some things. And we both like Rick Warren, and so she chooses Rick Warren a lot. And and, um, I just love the way he puts things. So first thing is five things to do in a storm. So if you're feeling like there's a storm right now, whether it's emotional, physical, whatever aspect, but when Peter saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me, Matthew fourteen thirty. When you're going through a storm, and some of you are, I know you are, and God knows for sure, God is not distant or uninvolved. He's with you, and he is working in your life for your good. I personally am going through many storms right now on so many levels. And I have to remember that he's in this and he's working through it with me because we're not alone, are we? When we go through trials and tribulations or we're celebrating for that matter, we're not alone. We have our Heavenly Father with us through it all. And we have to ask him to please give us discernment, give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to feel. I was missing the heart to feel. So I'm adding that one now. I used to always pray eyes to see and ears to hear. And now I'm adding heart to feel. I want to know his heart. I want to feel like Jesus feels. I want to love like Jesus loves. I want to hear like Jesus hears. And I want to see what Jesus sees. Do you? If you feel like you're sinking in a storm, here are five things God wants you to do. Are you ready? Have courage because Jesus is with you. Don't ever argue with a fear. Just tell it where to go. Tell it to go talk to Jesus. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. That's one I use all the time, and it feels so good. I don't receive that in Jesus' name. That's another good one. Take a risk in faith. Don't ask God to bless what you are doing. Instead, do what God is blessing. Ask him what he wants you to do, and then be willing to do it with him. Okay, folks, that's not always easy to do. You know, we have our own set of rules, but God has his set of rules And we need to do what he wants us to do. And like I said, not all of that do I like. I don't like it. But I know that blessing comes out of obedience. Out of obedience comes blessings. So we need to do what God is asking us to do. Stay focused on Jesus. The moment you take your eyes off the Lord, you're going under. That's Matthew 1430. It actually says that in the Bible. But when Peter saw the wind, he was afraid again and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. If you focus on the wind and the waves, your circumstances, you're going to sink just like Peter. This is when Peter was going to walk on the water and then he lost faith, right? He lost belief and he's, oh my gosh, I'm sinking, I'm sinking, right? Don't doubt You don't need great faith to make it through the storm in your life. You just need faith in the right person, Jesus Christ. So where are you placing your faith is the question. Are you placing your faith in Jesus Christ? Praise God. Even in the storm, even when you feel like you're sinking, even when you're scared to death, praise him all the time. Thank God in the middle of the storm. What storm is scaring you right now? What storm is sinking you? Why do you think God is letting you go through this storm? That's a really big question, isn't it? And all of us, we need to do an assessment of ourselves, right? Where are you? You know, what's happening in your personal life? Now, I know people really close to me, some of them, 
that tend to avoid what's happening. They they just don't want to deal with it. They don't want to think about it. They just they just keep going on their day to day busyness, and they're not focused on what's really happening. And those people, they're you know, God's just not going to let that go. It's going to continue on brewing and storming until we actually take the time to focus on it. If you're tuning in right now, I just want to say thank you so much. And who and what show is this? This is the Sue Freeze Show. And the Sue Freeze Show has been in existence for over 11 years. And that's amazing to me. And I would love to connect with you. How do you do that? You go to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. Go there and connect with me. I'm all about connecting. I want to know What's going on in your life? How can I pray for you? And maybe you need resources that I don't have, but I might have a connection that would have the resource, and I'd love to be able to to connect the dots for you. And if you're, uh, you know, wondering about something, you want to just listen at your leisure, when you go to SueFreeze.com, you can go there, and there are 11 years of podcasts, and they all have subject matter. And sometimes I have guests on here, and you just have to scroll down and figure out what fits for you. You know, what message do you need to hear? What encouraging thing do you need to hear right now? Uh, you know, what do you need? And then go there, and you'll find something that will help you with that. All right? Thank you. So the Lord, he's letting you go through this storm For the same reasons he sent the disciples into the storm. He wants you to know, I'm all you need. I can handle anything and I'll come walking on the very thing that scares you the most. I'm not asking you to come to me. I'm going to come to you. If you feel like you're sinking today, don't fear. Just call out to Jesus. You'll find he's with you. Isn't that the great news? Jesus comes to you in your storm. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. Mark 648. Have you ever had a storm blow your life off course? Mark six. Jesus sent the disciples ahead of him to Bethsaida while he went off by himself to pray. It wasn't a long trip by boat, but they were blown off course by a storm when Jesus saw them struggling against the wind in the middle of the lake. He came to their aid. Does your life feel like the disciples today? Maybe you had no intention of being where you are in your job, your marriage, or your finances. You've been blown off course by situations you couldn't control. You feel like you should be at your original destination by now. But at this point, you've given up hope of getting there. You just want to get back to safety. Or perhaps you had big dreams for your life that you gave up on a long time ago. You're not even worried about progress anymore. You're just wondering, can I survive? How many are in that mode right now? I totally understand that one. What does Jesus do when you're at your moment of desperation? About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. Notice that he didn't tell the disciples to come to him. He knew they couldn't get to him. So he went to them instead. The same is true for you. When you're at your point of desperation, Jesus comes to you. I love the fact that Jesus did not stand on the shore and shout instructions. When you're in the storm, you don't need advice. You need a miracle. You need somebody to show up. And that's what Jesus did. 
He intervened in the disciples' storm. This is the gospel. God doesn't stand on the shoreline telling you what to do. Instead, he comes out and meets you in your own storm, in your pain, your fear, your depression and discouragement. He comes to you. What a God. He comes to you. You may feel abandoned right now. And that's exactly what I felt when I read that. I felt like someone or people that are listening right now are like, yeah, but I feel so abandoned right now. And I'm right with you because I felt that before. There's been many storms where I felt abandoned. I felt so alone and I didn't know where to get help. And I would cry out to God, but I still felt abandoned. And this is saying right here, you're not. The Bible says in John 14, 18, I will not, I will not abandon you or leave you as orphans in the storm. I will come to you. You can count on it. Side note from my experience, he doesn't always come in the form or the way we want him to. And he gives us a chance because he wants us to grow. And you grow better in the dark. We develop better in the dark, kind of like film. I've heard that said. Film, you know, develops better in the dark. And so do we. Sometimes it's the dark times that we learn the most. So appreciate and give thanks in it. And I know that doesn't feel good. Believe me, I know that firsthand. But it really is true. It really is true. And you can count on him. So the next step on this is why your focus matters. And this is also Rick Warren. These are not my words. These are Rick Warren. His followers discussed the meaning of this, saying, He said this because we have no bread. Knowing what they were talking about, Jesus asked them, Why are you talking about not having bread? Do you still not see or understand? Are your minds closed? This is Mark eight sixteen seventeen. if you want to look at it. When you focus on the wrong things, you miss what God is doing in your life. Okay, some of you need to check this because this might be exactly what you need to focus on or refocus on. When your attention is only on the here and now, you miss God's long-term plan. Oh, so good. When you just think about comfort, you miss out on character. When you concentrate on happiness, you forget holiness. When you just want to enjoy the moment, you may not prepare for eternity. That little paragraph right there, I'm going to write up and put it on my index cards. Things to remember and to be able to um, requote later on. When you're thinking in short term, you miss seeing the spiritual work God is doing all around you. Those of you that are wiser or older and you've been through many things, I can tell you that you understand what this is saying. You understand because you've lived through it. The young people that are listening right now just understand that life is a journey. You don't have to figure all this out because I once was your age and I felt like I had to figure everything else out right now and everything needed to get fixed right now. And I can tell you right now, it just doesn't, doesn't work that way. It doesn't. So what I'm going to say to you young ones or maybe some elderlies is enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey you're on, whether it's celebrating or going through a storm. Just enjoy your journey and, and learn from it and understand it. 
This is what happened to the disciples in Mark 8. The Bible says, Then Jesus left the Pharisees and went to, in the boat to the other side of the lake. His followers had only one loaf of bread with them in the boat. They had forgotten to bring more. Jesus warned them, Be careful. Beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and the yeast of Herod. That's Mark 8, 13, 15. But the disciples missed the point. His followers discussed the meaning of this, saying, He said this because we have no bread. Knowing what they were talking about, Jesus asked them, Why are you talking about not having bread? Question mark. Do you still not see or understand? Are your minds closed? Using yeast as a metaphor, Jesus was trying to teach his disciples a lesson about pride, but they didn't understand the deeper meaning. They thought he was talking about lunch. While Jesus was talking about the need for maturity, his disciples were talking about their next meal. That's short-term thinking. Can anybody relate to that right now? Whenever you're thinking short-term, you can't see the larger picture of what God is doing in your life. So ask God today to give you a glimpse into eternity and to help you experience the hope that comes from seeing his long-term plan. So the next one is the one that I had asked for was Mind the Gap. And this is by Colin Smith. Are you ready? Mind the Gap. Okay, we were talking about London and the subway and minding the gap. And in my life right now, there is space between this over here and this over here. And what happens is, is that little space in there needs connection. We need to connect the dots or connect this the how-tos and the why-fours, and is there a better way? And in that, there is so much information. So when we have space in our lives, if we have something that's just not working out the way we want it to, things are just not panning out the way we want, it's time to step back. This is Sue talking (laughs) for me. It's time to step back and reassess and figure out, okay, Am I living in obedience? Because out of obedience comes blessing. Am I living a righteous life? You know, in the Bible, it talks about we will all fall short of the glory of God, which means we're all going to sin. He expects us and knows we're going to sin. But he sent our, Jesus to die in our place to cover our sins and give us grace. Does that mean we continue to do the same thing over and over and over again? I hope not. I hope we don't just totally depend on that grace and keep doing what we're not supposed to be doing when we know we're not supposed to be doing it. Because when we do that, we miss the mark, and there will be a gap. It's important that we assess and understand, and sometimes in in past uh, shows I've talked about the blind spots and that we might have a blind spot and not even realize that we have a blind spot, and it's important that we get input from those that love us and that it's a safe place and that we find out where those blind spots are and, uh, you know, deal with those. So this people draw near— with their mouth and honor me with their lips while their hearts are far from me. Isaiah twenty nine thirteen. the underground train system in London. Oh, how funny. It's called the tube. And it is a marvelous way of getting around the city. Some of the station platforms are on a curve. And that means that there is a gap between the edge of the platform and the side of the train. If you are in one of these stations, there is a looped recording that plays every time the train comes in. Mind the gap. Mind the gap. You can even get London Underground t-shirts that say, mind the gap. For many Christians, there is a huge gap between the faith we profess and the life we experience. This is so good. 
And I'm going to leave it right there because we only have 30 seconds until the break. And I just want to say that um, this is so good. This is so, so, so good. And I'm hoping you're enjoying the show so far. And I just want you to connect with me by going to Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. I want you to go there. I want you to connect with me. I want you to share, put hearts, put thumbs up. If you're on Facebook Live right now, I, I would love for you to do that. I just want you to really help me out with this show, and I'm hoping it helps you. So we'll be back with more of the Sue Free Show right after this brief break. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. Hey there, cutie. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. Cola, 877-332-BUGS, termitelady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma, revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, Learning to Breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's SueFreeze.com. SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, Ecola Termite and Pest Control Services, for sponsoring this show. And if you'd like to sponsor this show, I'd love to talk with you. Uh, just go to Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com, and connect with me, and I'll be happy to share my wealth of knowledge, which I do have quite a bit about advertising and marketing and all those fun things. It's something I really enjoy. Uh, and you might be a business owner, and you might be just in San Diego or just in Ventura, Ventura or uh, you know, in Orange County or L.A., and uh, no matter where, Along those areas and even up north, even further, Santa Maria and San Luis Obispo, we can help you um, because this show goes all it goes to all those areas, but it also goes all over the world with the Internet. Um, But as a business owner, obviously, you want to you want to reach those customers that are in your area so you can service them. And I totally get that. The ROI return on investment must must be there. And I can help you with that. So also, if you'd like to be on my show because you have a story that you feel would be very touching or encouraging or inspiring, which we all have a story, and I know we all do, and I'm so interested in everybody's story. 
isn't it nice that we can learn from other people's uh, situations? We don't have to go through every single thing on our own. We can learn from other people and hopefully, you know, spare ourselves some pain. If we can, that's great. If we have to go through it ourselves, and okay, I, I'm willing to accept that. But if I can avoid that and I can learn by other people and, and their situations, then of course, why not? So we're here together, and it is a journey, and we can learn from one another, and I would love to do that. So anyway, so thank you so much for listening to The Sue Free Show, and connect with me, please. Please, please, please. Okay, so we're going to talk about Mind the Gap. And uh, I was talking before the break, and somebody might be tuning in right now. And if you are, I'm just going to start there with Minding the Gap. And uh, it, it, it's an underground train system in London, and I was there, and I experienced this. And the reason I was in London is I got um, my, my book, Learning to Breathe, was featured in London at the largest book fair there is. And I thought it was a, uh, you know, just a, a, a ploy or uh, a way to make money, but it actually was a true event. And so I uh, went there, and it was a, a wonderful, wonderful time, uh, just a really fond memory in so, for so many reasons. And uh, it was an experience because uh, I didn't know about this subway and Mind the Gap and all of that. And there was just so many things that I learned when I was there. And uh, I, I use that now because in business and in my personal life and yours too – is we have these gaps. We have these gaps that we need to figure out how to connect the dots. And so um, if you've been to London, you know what I'm talking about. But if not, um, in our lives, we've all experienced this where we're just not connected in some way and we need to get connected somehow. So for many Christians, there's a huge gap between the faith we profess and the life we experience. And you know what I'm talking about right now. Each and every one of you is on your own journey, but you all understand that sentence. Um, that's where God's people were when Isaiah wrote about 700 years before the birth of Jesus Christ. Isaiah's ministry lasted about 50 years from around 740 to 690 BC. Right in the middle of that, in 722 BC, one of the greatest disasters in the history of God's people happened. The northern kingdom of Samaria was overrun. The ten tribes in the northern kingdom were all marched off and relocated to other parts of the Assyrian Empire. These people professed faith. They were known as God's people, but their experience of life had been quite desperate. So God sent Isaiah and gave him a message from Christ and how all would be theirs and ours in Christ. These people lived 700 years before the birth of Jesus. We live 2,000 years after the birth of Jesus, so we are in the same position as them, living by faith in this Savior. Where do you see the largest gap between the faith that you are professing and the life that you are experiencing? And that's a really big question, isn't it? And what gap? I mean, what do we need to do to close that gap between faith that you are professing and the life that you are experiencing. What areas of your life need attention? That's a really big question, and it's, it, it can be painful. But you know what? It is what it is. So in that question right there, I could stop this show right now, and it would be life-changing if you actually heard that sentence, took that sentence in, and processed it, and wrote down the areas in which you need to focus, the areas in which you need to mind the gap. And I'm saying this so strongly because the Holy Spirit just stopped me in my tracks right now and just said, 
you need to you need to, to have your listeners hear what you just said. You know, this is this is where God is. This is where the Holy Spirit is, is that he wants us to live a life full. He wants us to have the better things in life, but he's given us the rule book, the Bible to follow. And it's up to us what we choose to do and decide to do with our lives, our choices of every second of every day. We have choices, don't we? What are you doing with those choices? What are you doing with your life? Are you living a life that Jesus would be proud of, that God would be proud of? Or are there some changes, some maybe minor tweaks, just simple things that you need to change? Now, I will stop here and say that if you're a new believer or you're not even a believer and you're thinking about being a believer, this can be overwhelming to think about, couldn't it? And what I will say to you is there's been many times where I've talked to somebody that um, uses vulgar language or um, drinks too much in excess or uh, does other things. And what I say to those people, because they'll say, no, I can't receive the Lord. I can't do that because I need to clean my act up first. And listen, I'm going to tell you right now that our God is a loving God, and he knows every thought. He knows everything you've done. He knows everything, and he still loves you. So I just want to say this to you is you don't have to clean your act up. Okay? What he's asking you to do is to reach up, reach out to him, and he will help you with whatever area that needs cleaning. Even right now when you ask him to search you and know you, oh God, and, you know, I want you to show me everything that needs to be fixed. That's in Psalm 139, my favorite, favorite verse. Search me and know me, oh God, if there's any evil way. You know, and and what he wants to do is he wants to help you bring those to the surface. And it's in his time and your time. But he wants to have a close relationship with you. He loves you. He sent his only son to die in your place and to, to wash over your sins. Do you realize that? So, you know, you don't have to clean up your act to receive the Lord. You can right here, right now, you can receive the Lord. You just ask him to come in your life. And he will, in his timing with you, he, he's such a kind God. But he will help you have the courage and the strength to do what you need to do. And it's not going to hurt at all when it's with God. Okay, so I had to stop everything to to say those things because the Holy Spirit said, you need to share this because there's people listening right now that don't know me. There's people right now that really don't have a relationship with me, and and this is your time to reach out to them. I need to reach out to them right now. And so that's why that little break happened. And no matter where you are in your walk with the Lord, you know if you you know you can feel his presence, you can feel him. He's there for you. And there's some really hurting right now and just feel so alone and abandoned. I know it could feel that way to you because I've been there and I can just tell you that he's there and there's something happening. There's something happening and have faith, hang in there and you'll get through this. You will. And God's there with you and you'll get through this. And tomorrow it's, you know, the sun comes up new every morning. So it could be the darkest of darkest of darkest. And then the sun comes up new every morning. So hang in there, and tomorrow is a new day. Okay? All right. So seven spiritual spring cleansing steps. 
at the beginning of the first part of this, I was talking about garage, and I was talking about my office, and I was talking about closets, and how it gets messier before it gets cleaner. And it happens that way when we're doing internal work also. So spring clean with clean hands and a pure heart. This is by Mary Fairchild. While you're cleaning out closets and sweeping under the furniture, think about this. Spring cleaning, while worth the effort, will only last for a season. But spiritual cleansing could have an enduring influence. So don't just dust behind those bookshelves. Instead, dust off that Bible and get ready for a spiritual spring cleaning. Cleanse your heart to become spiritually healthy. The Bible encourages us to draw close to God and allow our hearts and bodies to be cleansed. This is the first step in our spring cleaning project. We can't clean ourselves. Instead, we must draw near to God and ask Him to do the cleansing. Psalm 51.10, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. That's a good scripture to read daily. Hebrews 10.22, Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Deep clean your mouth inside and out. Your mouth. Spiritual cleansing requires deep cleaning. It is housekeeping that goes beyond what others see and hear. It's a cleansing from within, inside and out. As your heart gets clean, your language should follow. This is not just talking about bad language, but also negative talk and pessimistic thoughts that contradict the word of God and faith. This includes the challenge to stop complaining. Stop complaining. Luke 6.45, the good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For out of the overflow of his heart, his mouth speaks. I'm sure there's somebody you could think of right now that would resemble both of these characters because there's two. There's the person that just overflows with positivity and encouragement. Then there's that person that's on the other side that you just cannot wait. You cannot wait to get away from. And I have to tell you, I I really guard my mouth and, and do my best to not use foul language. But I have to tell you, even as strong as my belief is and my my thing is, when I get around somebody that is using words that are not my normal words, it does two things. First of all, it upsets my inner spirit. It, It upsets me. But if I'm there any length of time, and this just happened recently, is I end up that word just flows. It, it just comes and I'm like, what, what, what? And, and I have to stop myself and say, no, that's not okay. But it's so weird how it can affect you so quickly and so fast that that's why in the Bible it talks about guarding ourselves. We have to guard ourselves and we have to renew our mind. Philippians 2.14, do everything without complaining or arguing. This is one of the biggest areas of struggle for most of us, removing the garbage from our minds. Garbage in equals garbage out. We must feed our minds and spirits the word of God instead of the garbage of this world. Romans twelve two. do not conform any longer to the platform of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, 
His good, pleasing, and perfect will. I'm going to stop there and just say that when you go to Sue Free's Felt Like Fries, when we're .com, there is a tile, I think it's the second one, to the middle, and it says the I am's. And there's one you could get for free. You can download, just push the button, print, and it's three pages of I am's. Anyway, you can print them out, and they're free. There's also the tile that where you speak your own words of uh, scriptures, that you choose the scriptures that you want, the I am scriptures. You choose the ones you want to have to transform and renew your mind, and you um, record them, and then you get either an MP3 or you get um, some other device to where you can listen to these over and over and over again while you're sleeping, and you wake up in the morning and you go to sleep with these, and it renews your mind. It transforms your thinking to where you will be a healthier human being because you're going to listen to what God says. You're going to hear his words spoken over you, and your mind hears your voice deeper than hearing somebody else's voice. Did you know that? It's pretty interesting, but it's true. So that is available to you. Just go to Sue Freeze, but like fries when we're dot com, and uh, there'll be it, you'll figure it out. It, it, it tells you everything on how to do it and everything. It's pretty amazing, actually. So the second uh, the second scripture here is Second Corinthians ten five. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We hold captive. We take it captive. We don't let it out. We hold on to it and get rid of it so that it's, it's, we're going to keep only the things that are um, going to be obedient to Christ. Clean out your spiritual closets. Hidden sin will destroy your life, your peace, and even your health. The Bible says to confess your sin, tell someone, and reach out for help. When your spiritual closets are clean, the heaviness from hidden sin will lift. Psalm 32, 3, 5. Are you ready for this? When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions. To the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Listeners, I just have to say that I've gone through this firsthand, and it's not fun, it's not clean, it's messy. But I have to tell you that once you come to the reality that these things that are secret, these things that you're holding on to, that until you get released of them, you cannot have the full, you will not experience the fullness of God. Until you understand his forgiveness and his grace to the maximum you can, you will not be released of this bondage and and captivity. And, you know, it's just like having luggage on your back, a big backpack full of rocks. And it just kind of presses you down all the time. And it it causes you isolation. It helps you to stay in a a, a place you don't want to be, but you just don't know really how to get out of it. And to get out of it is you need to be able to forgive, you need to let it out and understand that God will forgive you. It took a lot for me to get to this point, and it was many, many years ago. And I would not be talking on this radio show right now if it wasn't for the process that I had to go through to get here. And through what I've been through has caused me to understand his grace. And I don't have it all together. I can tell you so many things. I don't have it all together. But I can tell you that I know God's with me and that I've experienced his grace and it is sufficient. And I'm telling you this because it's not for just me. It's for you. 
And whatever you're going through or whatever you've done or whatever you've been through, it's there for you too. And I think it's important that we understand that so we can be released of unforgiveness and bitterness. We need that. We need to be released. Any sin will weigh you down. But long-kept unforgiveness and bitterness is like old baggage in the attic you can't seem to part with. You are so familiar with it. You, you don't even realize how it is hindering your life. I didn't realize. Hebrews 12.1, Therefore, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily hinders our progress. Are you hearing this? That's Hebrews 12.1. Ephesians 4.31.32. This is straight out of the Bible. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Involve Jesus in your daily life. Are you? Are you doing that really? What God wants most from you is a relationship, friendship. He wants to be involved in the big, small moments of your life. Open your life. Let the light of God's presence shine into every part, and you'll have no need for a yearly spiritual cleansing. Instead, you'll experience a daily moment-to-moment refreshing of your spirit. How does that sound to you? Does that sound good? Sounds great to me. I want that because, you know, cleaning out the closet and cleaning out the garage is just so time consuming. And if I could do this every day and just have it clean all the time, oh, my goodness, I wouldn't have to just take so much time to do what I need to do. We all have our own way of dealing with things, don't we? We all have our own way. And maybe that's getting in your way. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that. Maybe that's exactly what's getting in your way is how you are or are not dealing with whatever it is that you're dealing with or not dealing with. So I know that's going to hit home for a few people. Um, Yeah, sometimes it just seems easier to shovel it under the rug and not think about it again and think it's going to go away when it doesn't go away. It doesn't go away. Okay, this stuff needs to be dealt with head on. This reminds me of something else. It's conversations, you know, those tough conversations, those tough love conversations. And at work, I have conversations. And sometimes I just don't want to have them. I don't want to have them. And then when I finally bring myself up to really having to get to the point where I have to have the conversation, and I have the conversation, and it ends up so good, and there's a new understanding and a new reality, I'm, I'm kicking myself because I'm saying, why did I wait so long? I could have saved myself so much grief and so much anguish if I would have had this conversation sooner, not later. Now, somebody needed to hear that. Now, whether it's in your marriage or your work or at church, wherever it is, it's just best to talk about it. Pray about it, then talk about it. Make sure you're in alignment with what God wants you to say and, and your heart's in the right place. Of course, we got to check and balance ourselves there. So, 1 Corinthians 1.9, God is the one who invited you into this wonderful friendship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Psalm 56.13, for you have rescued me from death. You have kept my feet from slipping. So now I can walk in your presence. Oh, God, in your life giving light. Walk in his presence. To be worthy to do that. To me, that's amazing. That song, I Can Only Imagine, that song is just so heavenly to me. And if you don't know that song, you need to look it up. I Can Only Imagine. Because it talks about if we're going to be dancing or if we're going to be kneeling or, you know, what we're going to be when we get there in front of Jesus and God. You know, what's it going to be like? 
It's real. It's real, people. It's real. Learn to laugh at yourself and at life. Some of us take life too seriously or we take ourselves too seriously. Jesus wants you to enjoy yourself and learn to have some fun. God made you for his pleasure. Psalm 28, 7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and I am helped. My heart leaps for joy and I will give thanks to him in song. He loves it when we worship him. He loves it when we sing to him. And I love it when I'm in my car and nobody can hear me. I, man, I turn that volume up and I just love to worship the Lord. People that are driving by me must wonder what the heck I'm doing. And I don't really care because I am worshiping the Lord and it just feels so good. And it gets me prepped for the day. And I just love Christian music. And if you're not listening to Christian music, I really feel like, you know, if that's one choice you could make and spring cleaning, it could help. Um, I think you should start doing that. Psalm 126.2, our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. It's funny because I have a friend of mine, Nate, and we work on our advertising and marketing. And today he came in and he goes, what do you think about the new YouTube videos you guys have shot? And I said, you know what? They're just not fun enough. They're not fun. They're, they're serious. They're, they're factual. You know, we're talking about bugs. We're talking about, you know, all kinds of things with E. coli termite and pest control. And I'm thinking, you know what? They just need to be more funny. They need to be more fun. We need to make them to where people go, oh, did you see that YouTube video? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, I just don't know if I'm funny. And he started laughing. And he goes, you're funny. And I just feel kind of serious. But anyway, we need to have joy. We need to have joy in our lives. And we need to uh, have more laughter, especially right now. Don't you think? So let's work on having more laughter and more joy. Thank you so much for joining. God bless you. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. Until next week. Bye-bye. It's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call Ecola Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS.